Welcome to Influencer Marketing Talks, brought to you by Cure Media, the leading influencer marketing company for fashion brands. This is your weekly podcast to learn more about influencer marketing and social media in right around 15 minutes. I'm Sana Oudmark, and I'm the head of marketing at Cure Media. In this week's episode, I talk to Janice Cheng, brand manager at Bloom, the fast-growing skin, body, and period care brand that really knows how to master the art of connecting with Gen Z on social media platforms. Before we start talking about today's topic, could you please tell us a little bit about yourself, your role, and what's Bloom all about? I'm Janice, the brand manager at Bloom, a wellness and period startup. I first started off as the third hire and EA to our founders, Taryn and Bunny. I'm also our in-house copywriter. Bloom focuses on clean skin, body, and period care. Our mission is to make self-care and periods easier and healthier while smashing taboos. We're a woman of color founded startup based in Vancouver, Canada, and we're a fully woman-led team of 11. Personally, though, I'm really into Twitter and Clubhouse right now and all the new shows on Netflix. I also love talking about D2C brands. Nice to hear. And interesting that you mentioned Clubhouse. It's a big thing in Sweden right now. I don't know about Vancouver. I guess it's been around for a, a bit longer time than here. Yeah, I just joined maybe a month ago, but I'm on it every day. Um, I really love the rooms about Gen Z, actually, so it's very fitting for today. Um, Great way to learn and to hear discussions. Yeah, it's great to hear directly from them and especially those who know the market and can tell you exactly what they want from you. Right. Yeah, we will talk even more about that soon. So speaking of Gen Z, What would you say differentiates this generation from other generations? I love this question because I really believe and know that they're so smart. Um, They're smart shoppers, smart social media users, and honestly, really smart, critical thinkers. Um, I would say Gen Z are the most connected generation ever, and they're not here to put up with anything that isn't rooted in truth, authenticity transparency and community. And I believe they're the change making generation. But on top of that, they're just so fun, like working with them. They're so creative, (laughs) um, expressive in different ways, um, especially now with all the different digital platforms beyond Instagram that maybe we didn't or couldn't see in generations before. Yeah, that's really interesting that you mentioned that because, as you say, they have grown up with these channels and a phone in their hands. So they think in completely different ways than what what we do, even if we're also one of the younger generations. Definitely. They just adopt the tools like so much quicker than it would yeah. be for me. And even TikTok, it was so intimidating at first because they own the space. Like they determine the yeah. trends, um, but it, they make it so fun. And because they're so smart in that way, it really opens up yeah. a whole new world. Yeah, it's fun to see. I mean, if you go out and you see people on the street, younger kids, they do this dances and things everywhere. And I feel so old when I can't do it in the same way. I know. It's cool, though, because um, I think they've really defined their generation. And you think of like so many keywords when we talk about Gen Z. So it's, it's yeah. cool. Why do you think? Because at Bloom, I know you focus very much on Gen Z. And you do a great job there, for example, on your Instagram, where I follow you as well. Why do you think the Gen Z audience connects with Bloom? Yeah, 
Well, like I mentioned before, our mission um, is core to everything we do to make self-care and periods easier and healthier while smashing taboos. And this taboo part, um, we focus uh, talking about normal things like acne, periods, puberty, and sex ed. Um, And I believe this is something that really resonates with them just growing up in a world that craves transparency. Um, They want brands that share the same values as they do, right? Like there's so many brands they can choose from now. They look for something uh, that sells them whatever it is beyond the product. Um, and we use our platform. You mentioned Instagram. We really focus uh, our energy there uh, for things that matter to us um, and to make sure that it truly reflects our community. Um, but on a personal note, every time like I get to DM or email a customer or influencer, I have the best time just messaging them um, like I would with a friend, like I would with you. And it's all these like individual connections that add up to something really special between brand and audience. Um, And I think that works with Gen Z. That's how they message all their friends. They FaceTime all the time. And I know this is true for our entire team, like especially customer experience. And that's so important to to see this, like all the touch points that you have with your customers, not only the one the things you post or the ones that you as a brand say, but also, as you say, the things you write as a core, like someone working at the company and all those small little things that builds the relationship. I would say so, because I mean, captions are for the public, but if you can hold true to your voice and your messaging through like every single DM, it really does add up. Yeah. I know also you have this Bloomtopia thing. Could you just... Tell us a bit more about what that is. Yeah, so Bloomtopia is our loyalty program. Um, We created that in-house to really make it something special, kind of an escape. You can see the theme. It's very tropical. It's very fun. Um, And this is free to sign up for anyone, right? You you don't need to have made a purchase before. Um, It's just to get you um, plugged into the Bloom world. And when you do make a purchase or if you tweet about us, every little thing uh, gives you bloom bucks to then cash it in for prizes. When you purchase, you get points and you can build that up to really build um, that brand trust and loyalty. Yeah, I love the gamification part of it. It's so fun. And I think, I mean, the, like a lot of brands have loyalty programs, but we always think like, how do we take it one step further? And like, how can we make it fun? Because at the end yeah. of the day, like we're 11 people behind the brand and we want to make sure that every every page on our .com is an experience. Generation Z is by far the generation that spends the most time on social media. I think they spend around like three hours every day on the social media platforms. So therefore, this space is, of course, one of the best ways to connect with this generation. So I'm really curious to hear about how does Bloom work with the different social media platforms? Yeah. Oh, I'm definitely guilty for using more than three hours. But um, So inspo for our content. I mean, we look everywhere. And I think just with the pandemic right now, we're all on our phones even more, like you said. So we yeah. pull... Uh, directly from the people in our community, first and foremost, like the actual Gen Z that shop with us, um, that follow us, and just like those we know around us. And then this is true for like Instagram and TikTok, because we meet so many new people, um, and we get ideas from them, we chat with them. Um, Hmm. But we also follow a lot of 
like community pages on Instagram. So I know my personal favorite is Girl Boss. It's so educational right. and valuable. Valuable, yeah. Yeah, um, I've seen it as well. Founded by Sophia Amoruso. It's just really valuable content that we can provide our community. Um, again, around things that matter to us as a team. And how do you work with user-generated content across the different channels? Yeah, so UGC has a really special place um, in our hearts. We care so deeply about like every person that we work with because I think now more and more with influencers, um, it's it's a it's a real career, and I think it deserves to be a respected one. Um, so we collaborate with influencers on campaigns, um, with gifting, and with UGC created or even UGC that's made by our awesome customers, like a lot of times in the caption, it's a really good opportunity to read their reviews, what they thought about our product, Mm -hmm. their experience with it. Um, So we'll repost sometimes in our feed. Um, We'll often share like every story tag we get onto our stories before the 24 hour mark. Um, And sometimes if we have a really powerful before and after or a uh, testimonial we will share that directly on our dot com like even on the pdp for instance meltdown or acne treatment they're really drastic before and afters and really important reviews we want to share so this is all done with their permission of course it becomes so much stronger when you see sid on another like real human being than just on a photo model like picture perfect pictures because you want to have the real stuff today and really, especially when it comes to these types of products. Yeah, it's so true. And when you see these kinds of products, it's true because clean beauty is popular as it is becoming. I think there's still a lot of skepticism around it. Like, does it even really work? How does it work then without the chemicals? But I mean, as a brand, we can say whatever we want about Meltdown, for instance. Meltdown is our acne treatment. It's our number one. Um, But ultimately, it comes down to like UGC. Um, It comes down to our customer testimonials. And for a customer, if they're just on the fence to see that, and that's where UGC is really powerful, that can be like the deciding point of whether they purchase or not is that authentic photo from a real life person. Definitely. I mean, when we were younger, or at least when I was younger and went to school, we didn't have social media and Uh, smartphones and then we looked at each other and asked each other for recommendations and like what skincare do you have where do you buy your clothes so this is their like school corridors um in this on the social media platforms instead of the physical ones yeah and with print like you can update that monthly right with monthly issues of magazines but for us it's like every 24 hours we get new ugc we get new tags so the speed of it is just so much faster than before Definitely. You need to be on your toes. Yeah, there's always new tags. And and that's the most exciting part is like, we spend a lot of time curating our feed. But what like I love looking at the most is like our tagged feed on the right side of your page. It's just like seeing all the tags from our community. Yeah, that's fascinating. And something that has really exploded the last year is social commerce and Instagram shopping. How do you at Bloom use that today? So Instagram shopping is really key to us because 
no longer do we have to direct people to our .com. In just a few clicks, they're purchasing directly from the app. So that means we have to make sure all our products are updated, and that includes like the visuals. Um, but also, there's like Instagram guides now, and there's reels, and so many cool <laughs> things that are, well, of course, free. Really important if you're like a small starting startup, but just to make sure that you're activating all those tools. Um, it, it's always easy to repurpose existing content, you know, if you're tight on time, but making sure that you are present everywhere on Instagram. And there's so many like mini channels and funnels on Instagram now. It's like create a reel. It's like TikTok, um, but not. Um, Instagram yeah. guides, like write about your products so that you're not expecting people to go to bloom.com. Um, it's just so important at this point because you can do sticker tags. Some brands, you can even tag the product in the caption. Make sure you're doing all of that. Make sure it's the easiest way you're posting in the easiest way for your customer to shop. And in your caption, say like, if you have questions or in the guides, like if you have questions, DM us. Like we always say, our DMs are always open. Do you have a campaign that was really successful and uh, also... I'm curious to hear what was the key things you think made it so successful? Yes, that's a great question. Um, we actually just wrapped up our in-house Feb campaign. Um, most recently, it's called the Healthy Skin Campaign, which focuses on shifting the narrative towards healthy skin and away from the idea of perfect skin. So we have a lot of messaging around um, why healthy skin is perfect to us and the healthy skin is still home to like our acne scars, our dark spots, freckles, pores and of all sizes um, and why it's important for us to do this as a skincare brand. So um, not only do we create these really strong and impactful like one-liners, um, they're also really thought-provoking and hopefully inspiring, right? Not only to our existing community, but anyone that stumbles upon our Instagram page. So you'll see lines like, the next generation will know healthy skin rather than perfect skin. And there's a little asterisk um, in the word perfect, kind of like you would see with them, um, you know, words you would say, um, just to start shifting that, shifting the narrative that way. Yeah, it builds off of our most successful um, Celebrate Skin campaign from 2019, actually, to answer your question of our most successful one. Um, and it picked up organic hits from Allure and Daily Mail UK. And I believe that's because like it really comes from the heart and things that come from the heart usually stick. So it's cool because at that point in 2019, even only two years ago, not many brands were showing like models with acne. So that was just like kind of groundbreaking when we did it. It's cool to see what's happened in two years. Um, and like as a brand that like kind of trailblazed the path, it, it, we're so happy to see it, right? There's never a moment where like, oh no, here's another brand that did it. But like, oh my gosh, how exciting that this is becoming a normalized thing. Yeah, definitely. And I think one of the reasons just by following you on Instagram and talking to you, I think you're really great at actually connecting with your audience and getting to know them on a deeper level so that you could actually foresee this authenticity movement back two, two years back um, because now it's super big. Yeah, it is really important to us. And um, 
even our products, like they're community curated as well. There's nothing we do uh, that doesn't involve like the people that follow us and the people that love us the most. If you were to give an advice to all the other people listening, what's the best way to really get to know your audience like you do and to stay up to date on trends and behaviors? Because everything changes so fast right now. You're right. Everything changes so fast. Um, But what I would say, and it sounds simple, but to see what comments people are leaving on your posts um, and what DMs they're sending you and really listen to them. Like, I mean, we get customer inquiries through DMs. Like that's how deep we go um, through that kind of like Instagram channel. So don't take it lightly, but like really analyze what are the themes, do weekly recaps, what are people saying and how can you address them immediately? Um, As someone who does a lot of social stuff, um, I would always add a CTA um, in every Instagram story. There's a poll, there's an ask ask box, seeing what they're into um, and engaging with them in any way. Like Instagram provides you so many free tools. There's not a reason not to do it at this point. Um, And it can get you so far in in understanding like who your true customer is. Like you can think it's one way, but it might actually be a completely different way. Personally though, I'm like obsessed with D2C brands. So I subscribe to a lot of them. I follow them on Instagram. And there's also really great marketing newsletters out there as well, like for free. Um, Morning Brew, for instance, that's my personal favorite. And like the emails are full of trends you can see and apply to your brand. Oh, I haven't heard of that one, actually. I will check it out after this. Yeah, Later is also a really good one. They're like a social scheduling platform. Yeah, I love later. They're the They're best. Great stuff. Yeah, they are. And finally, if you are to give three key takeaways for the brands out there when it comes to mastering the art of connecting to Gen Z, what would those three things be? Hmm. The first one I would say is, well, because I'm also a copywriter, is make sure you're writing like a human and not a robot. Um, I say that because your brand voice really molds and shapes your identity um, and is everything like in connecting with your audience and also who you attract to your top of funnel. So like make sure that when you're writing, think of it as like texting your friend. Don't make it too serious, especially if you're trying to connect with Gen Z. The second one is check in with your brand values regularly. So like check the pulse of your values. Is it in line with what you're trying to do? Um, And your social, like as simple as like your social media plan, does it match up? And then the last one, I would say maybe this is like the most important and relevant right now is get on TikTok, Um, whether that's to like create your brand page or just to keep up with the Gen Z culture. Sometimes it might not make sense for you to have a TikTok page, but just to be on there and understand like, what they're into and the trends, like they come and go in 24 hours. So uh, it's good to be there. And I loved what you said about listening in on clubhouse conversations with your audience as for example, in this way, if there are, if there is a Gen Z room to actually tune in and listen, what are they talking about? What words do they use? What's important for them right now? That's a great advice. 
Exactly. Like there's probably not a day where I'm not on Clubhouse trying to find the next Gen Z room. And there's so many, like you'll find even TikTok stars, they're hosting rooms now and they're talking about investing. They're talking about brands they want to revive and what they're looking for in new companies. So it's good to just hop in and hear from them directly better than guessing. And what you can do is like when they, when questions turn on, hop on the stage and ask them a question. Like there's no better strategy than hearing about hearing about your brand from themselves, um, and they're so open to sharing. Like Clubhouse, you don't you never know who you can connect with. So I recommend it to everyone. It's exciting to see how the platform will evolve the coming months. Yeah, and I think on Clubhouse too, it it feels more um, intimate. So these this is information you might not hear from like a newsletter or find out on Instagram. But I would definitely say if you can get on there as a brand or get someone on your team to hop into rooms every day. Exactly. Thank you so much, Jenny's, for joining us today. And thank you for your insights and your time. Thank you, Sana. It was so much fun speaking.